You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Real Presence Live. Steve Splonskowski here along with Father Randall Kazel. And we're coming to you live from Sioux Falls, where Bishop-elect Donald DeGroote is going to be ordained and consecrated the uh, Bishop of Sioux Falls. And you can catch that live today at realpresenceradio.com or yourcatholicradiostation.com. Also, if you're listening to us now on your radio, know that you can also listen to us live on the Real Presence Radio app. Download that and you can follow us everywhere. Never have a scratchy signal on the Real Presence Radio app. You can get that at yourcatholicradiostation.com and tune in there. We're going to turn now to another conversation with uh, Father Anthony Urban. Um, this morning, Father, good morning. Hello, how are you? We're doing well. Thanks for being with us this yeah, morning. definitely. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Father. Yeah, um, born and raised here in Sioux Falls, um, and I was ordained a priest in 2011, uh, August 4th, which was right after our cathedral was renovated and restored, um, and so it was a very beautiful day to um, take part in, and then have been a priest for eight and a half, going on nine years this coming summer. And, uh, you know, for four years, I worked with uh, Bishop Swain as the Master of Ceremonies for the Diocese, and so I got to know him very well, you know, in in those times driving to uh, Aberdeen, everywhere for confirmations. So uh, it was spent a lot of time with him in the car and uh, worked with him in preparing for ordinations, um, confirmations, etc. So... And uh, right now I live at, uh, in Tabor, South Dakota, about an hour and a half out of Sioux Falls, and uh, take care of two parishes, St. Wenceslaus, a uh, very Czech population, and then also uh, St. John the Baptist Parish, which is uh, the two parishes merged together about five years ago uh, into one parish. So take care of the Catholics that reside in, in those two areas. So, yeah. All right. Well, so le- I'm going to go off script a little bit here, yeah. Father, just because you shared something with right. I did not know, that you traveled with Bishop Swain yeah. for yeah. no reason. Can you share any fun stories? Um, you know, just you know, you know, knowing him, you know, he would admit it as well. A very quiet person. As we got going, he would pray the Angelus or the Regina Chaley um, if it was the Easter season together, and then we'd get on our way. And um, and he would, you know, if it was confirmation, he would read the letters that students had written to him, and you know, kind of prepare for for what was coming up, and uh, read, take, you know, get you know, get some rest as well. So um, I was the um, the. Uh, not not a chauffeur, but more than that, too, had to assist during mass too. So, um, help you know, help the pastor as well uh, during that mass. So, yeah, he seems kind of like a delightful personality. Do you like to tell jokes? Or he, is, he? You know, he, he is. Yeah, he is a very good sense of humor. Um, and uh, and as a spiritual father as well, you know, he's the he ordained me as a deacon and a priest. So there's that link as well. And and it's obvious, you know, during the ordination ritual, we, we promise respect and obedience to him and his successors, and now that successor is coming, so, or uh, will be uh, very soon, so uh, looking forward to that, and it's just that, uh, that understanding of who a bishop is for a diocese, and, um, you know, started with Bishop Carlson way back when in seminary, and then he went to Saginaw, so we waited for a good long while for Bishop Swain, and I'm glad we waited uh, for Bishop De- Bishop-elect uh, DeGroote as well, so... Yeah, Father, you actually led into our next question, yeah, basically. Yeah. It's like, what has what this prepara- preparing for this transition been like for you? And Yeah, and it's it's unique. You know, it's obviously we, you know, the bishop is more than just a figurehead for the diocese. He is the successor of the apostles and our link to the Holy Father. And um, I think for Bishop-elect Grew to be able to go to the Ad Limina visit uh, just a few weeks ago, um, 
he really showed that, and uh, we see the church visible in that way. And um, and it's not, and if, as a bishop, he's more than just giving marching orders to priests, you know, for assignments and stuff like that. He is uh, the spiritual father and the shepherd of the diocese. And um, yeah, I think for for Bishop Elect Grood, you know, for him being becoming a bishop, um, it's going to be a growing process for him too. And and um, I think for us as priests, as faithful as well, you know, just being um, patient, but also um, you know trying to you know follow his lead as as good sheep. Um, so, and I think also you know, the successor of the apostles. You know, we've had many bishops in our diocese. He'll be the ninth one, and um, you know, give thanks to God for the previous eight, and uh, look forward to praying for him during mass uh, in other ways too. So. Has Bishop Elect de Grude begun to reach out to any of the priests, the presbyter here, to meet with any or to? Yeah, um, he's planned meetings in all all six of the deaneries in our diocese. So I think for for us it'll be in February or February nineteenth. He'll have a meeting with us as clergy and then uh, mass in the evening with the, with the faithful. So um, he, he does have a heart to get to know South Dakota and um, understand the 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 blessings that have come already, but. Uh, to look ahead to what um, uh, maybe some of the challenges or some of the uh, uh, things to to pray about and and face as a diocese too. So, if you're just joining us, we're coming to you live from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and we're visiting with Father Anthony Urban, talking about uh, well, talking about the installation and uh, consecration of Bishop Elect Donald DeGroote here. But uh, as Father uh, Urban mentioned, he was actually worked very closely with Bishop Swain, and so we're talking about that a little bit here. So let's let's talk about uh, Bishop Elect Grood, yeah. DeGrood's motto, mm-hmm. which I just heard today, so yeah, I yeah. wasn't paying yeah. attention. Yeah. I apologize. God is love. Right. Yeah, and it's it's a very a simple statement from Scripture, from one John, but it's also very very profound. And it tells us who God is and what He reveals Himself as. And obviously through Jesus Christ, you know, he, he shows us, um, I remember uh, one of the professors that we had in the seminary um, for moral theology, he said, you know, never forget to show the tenderness of the Father's heart. And I think that's what, that's what this motto really does describe is uh, to show the Father's heart is, is, is love. It's um, a love that forgives, it's a love that encourages, uh, and also invites into a deeper relationship too. Um, so I think that's you know that motto. You can spend you know quite a bit of time reflecting upon it. And, and as lo- as I was looking through the passage where it comes from, it's more than just the statement "God is love," but it also talks about the relationship that you know one who loves God. What kind of person that is, and uh, um, you know, very in a way challenging, but also inviting um, uh, to me personally, just to continually to embrace that. And um, I think for Bishop Swain's motto, "Give praise to the Lord." You know, very you know. Not a vague statement, but it's a very profound statement as well. You know, there's a lot that you, know, you can think about in terms of that. So, those mottos are very telling of uh, of the kind of people that they are. But also, you know, not 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 really a shift, but a, you know, a, you know, encouraging us to reflect upon that uh, in particular. And then you know, some of the items that are in his coat of arms as well. Just you know, very um, you know. You know the cross as well. It's you know very very obvious in, in his coat of arms. So, you know it's very telling of what kind of person he is as well. So yeah. yeah. So Father, you are the uh, the pastor mm-hmm. of Saint Wenceslas and Saint John the Baptist. Yep. Uh, and 
in the Tabor, South Dakota area. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And and so you're talking about here the tenderness of the father's heart, which I think uh, I think within the church today our struggles. Mm-hmm. We obviously we all know the church struggles. Of course, the church has struggled mm-hmm. for oh, let's see how many Every oh two thousand yeah. years. Yeah. Okay, just a, bit. <laughs> just a tiny bit. Yeah. Uh, but in that struggle, the tenderness of the father's heart. How how do you see? Um, your role as a pastor, mm-hmm. uh, communicating that with your with your your people, your your. I mean, you have. I would call them sheep, right? Well, for sure. Yeah. 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 And, I, you know, and you know, just in some of the experiences I've had, I've only been there for a year and a half now. But in my first year, um, between the two parishes, I had about twenty funerals, mm-hmm. and you know, that's it's a lot for uh, for some smaller communities to to face, and some rather difficult situations as well. You know, um, you know, one in particular was uh, a homicide. You know that mm-hmm. I. Um, you know, minister to and it's it affects me as a person you know, is just as an individual but then also as a pastor missing that person um and ministering to that family continually beyond that so um so i think you know, it's it's recognizing that you know what god wants to offer me I, to receive that but then also to offer that to another person um and it, you know, we think you know we don't use the word tender you know very often it's a very you know there's an intimacy there as well and so I think that's what uh, what our Lord you know, leads us to, um, and, and the, there's a line from the Anima Christi, you know, within your wounds hide me, you know, just you know, let me be protected by you. And so you know, kind of that surrender um, that you know, it's for us as human beings, it's hard to give, but it's very much needed for us to grow. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and one of the aspects with uh, Bishop like De Groot as well coming in here he I know he has a profound devotion to our blessed mother right, yeah. and it's he has the M the same mm-hmm. as uh, uh, St. John Paul II right, had yeah, on his yeah. papal shield and yeah. uh, what's your impression of that his devotion to the blessed mother he has that out there yeah and I think the how fitting it was when the announcement came on Our Lady of Guadalupe yes. and so the, for the patroness of the Americas um, you know, it couldn't be scripted any better in, in that way and so I think it's um and it's just remember when I was in college seminary, he was on faculty there. And just my my first year was his last year. I remember the the gift that the seminary gave him. It just you know recalled it right now was uh, a Marian chasuble. I don't think he had one, or we just wanted to make a, a Thanksgiving gift to him. And so, um, you know, God willing, he still has it, and we'll we'll use it in, in his ministry. But uh, you know, it's just um, I think for for us as priests to know. Uh, that we're loved by Mary, we're protect, protected by her, sustained by her prayers. Um, it's one of the things you know we're, we're uh, we can't do it on our own. We need the prayers of the angels and saints and our, our blessed mother as well to um, to sustain us and I think also show us uh, a tenderness of a mother's heart as well. You know that she um, she went through a lot in, in her life of raising Jesus, but also in the in the passion uh, she can bring us close to to our Lord in our difficult moments as priests. So. Yeah, and that has to be a big consolation. Yeah. Uh, I know, and it also follows in the line of the the bishops come before. I remember some years ago when Bishop Carlson was here, he made a marvelous CD of a rosary mm-hmm. that he prayed. I think I still have a copy yeah, of that. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, of course, uh, Bishop Swain devoted the Blessed Mother, and before Bishop Carlson, Bishop Dudley. I know mm-hmm. he had a profound devotion to the Blessed Mother. So that fit in very nicely with the yeah. continuity here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very good. So uh, as you look towards the future of. Sioux Diocese of Sioux Falls, and you've been a priest, you said, for nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your hope? I mean, well, how, where do you see the hope of the of the Sioux Falls Diocese? Yeah, I think you know, some of the things I've seen over the last few years um, is uh, the ministry to our youth, whether it's in high school or college age. Uh, our Newman Centers are you know, doing very well in terms of uh, evangelizing, reaching out to students, 
um, offering formation. Um, so it's that's one aspect, and one of the things that Bishop Swain took on was pastoral planning in our diocese, and you know, very some hard decisions, um, but also. Uh, you know, we see the shift of populations, you know, in, in demographics. It's, don't want to think of it just as a purely uh, kind of a, uh, stri- you know, you know, just emptier, you know, kind of um, uh, impersonal, mm-hmm. but it's, it's so that people can have access to the sacraments, you know, access to religious education. And um, so those are, you know, in the prairie, it's a little bit harder to, mileage can be tough. Winter, the weather can be tough, obviously, as well today. So it's, uh, a, a very, you know, a lot of dynamics to, to approach. But I think also uh, one of the things that, as a priest, reflecting on um, you know, just the reality of priest retirements, you know, we're going to be facing some uh, some smaller numbers of priests, you know, a, as we go forward, but um, trying to, again, make sure that the sacraments are always available to, to the faithful and um, making sure that we're available to them as well. So I think those are some of the, the challenges, but I think also the hopes um uh, a lot of you know good programs going on in parishes, whether you know small, big, in between, um, whether it's Bible studies. Um, I think the the use of media has been a great help, you know, for for me as a priest. But also, um, you know, priests can't always be there to to lead the discussion. But uh, you know, to have um, things online or forum dot org, you know, those kinds of things to uh, use as resources. So I think it's uh, just for parish life. It's been a, a blessing. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and, and I think you can look forward to a bishop like DeGroote to continuing and supporting mm-hmm. uh, being with you as priests. Yeah. Uh, he, I know he has a father's heart. Mm-hmm. I, I work with him a number of things in yeah. the archdiocese. So he, he will be a big support, but also, of course, a father yeah. who will be out and be able to lead in whatever ways that are needed. Right. It's yeah. You're going to be going to be greatly blessed. Yeah. And, you know, before he, he was at the rehearsal yesterday, just so he knew what was going to be expected of him. And, um, you know, before we started, he asked for my blessing. And it was very, very humbling in terms yeah. of um, uh, it just, you know, him wanting to have that link with us as priests, you know, very humbling, but also very encouraging too, you know, to, to know that he, we're coworkers with him in the future. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So last night at Vespers, and I wasn't able to be there, I had a different meeting, but you, I assume, were both there. You talked mm-hmm. a little bit, uh, Father Kazel, about his message of this being God's will mm-hmm. and following God's will. What did you take from that, uh, Father Urban? Yeah, I think you know, my mind was a little bit elsewhere just in terms of, you know, kind of in a way, seeing Bishop Swain in the last time presiding, you know, something for a diocese, you know, being the, the only, you know, the celebrant and, you know, a little bit bittersweet in terms of, you know, saying goodbye, but, you know, he's going to be in Sioux Falls and continuing to live here. But, um, you know, that, that transition, it does bring some, some bittersweet emotions in, in my own life. But um, for just to have a listening heart to what Bishop DeGrood will, will offer us in the, in the coming weeks and months and, um, doing God's will. It's, it's always, uh, it's always a challenge. It's, um, I think it reminds me of a, you know, um, quote from, uh, I think it's a league of their own, you know, if, you know, baseball's, it's a hard sport. You know, if everybody, it's, uh, missing the quote right now, but, uh, you know, it, it's not easy. So I think it's, um, I hope that we as faithful and also as clergy uh, can embrace, um, what Bishop DeGrood will lead us towards, um, uh, and doing God's will, uh, sometimes easy, sometimes not so easy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so change is an opportunity, but also a challenge. It, it will be. Yeah. 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 Do you foresee Bishop Swain continuing to maintain a bit of a presence, or? Yeah, I think he, I think he's ready and willing to step aside. I think, and I rewatched the press conference um, just a few days ago, just to kind of hear Bishop DeGrood's first words to us, and um, 
and uh, you know, Bishop De- you know, Swain, he's he's done his ministry. He he's understanding that he um, will step aside and um, uh, continue on in a different capacity. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you're vis- we've been visiting here with Father Anthony Urban here of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and we're, where we're coming to you live. Steve Swanskowski here along with Father Randall Kazel. Uh, Father Anthony, oh, we got like 30 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Uh, any last words you'd like to share? Yeah. I look forward to this, the ceremony later on today. It's, it's always a very moving uh, liturgy. You know, the ordination of deacons, priests, or bishops is always you know, very humbling, but also um, you know, in that way that all of us are being called to conform our lives to Christ and and for, for Bishop Elect DeGroote to be conformed as uh, Christ as shepherd. I think it'll be a very very moving and uh, look forward to assisting and hope I um, don't mislead him. So yeah. I'm sure you won't. <laughs> All you right. Did great. All right, Father Anthony Urban Urban, thank you for being with us this morning. Yeah, All right. right. Don't go anywhere you, folks. Yeah. This is Real Presence Radio. Up next we're gonna visit with Father Joel Hastings, director of the Office of Worship in the Diocese of Duluth. And later we're going to talk about what is Ordination Day like with Bishop John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. You're listening to Real Presence Live. We're going to stay here. You should stay right here. So we'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Radio Network.